Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. around 
center of it all. Hallelujah. Powerful. Is it wonderful? Wonderful. That was Lisa singing with Henry on the drums. Fantastic. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be in church today? Is it always a blessing to be in church? I'm so excited to be in church. Hallelujah. Come, let me pray over the offering. Nice to see all of you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this offering. We bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Yep. It's a good time to be in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Your church is working powerfully. I say your church is working powerfully. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. The grace of God and the anointing of God is upon your father, your bishop, Dagwood Mills. Hallelujah. It's your church. It's nobody. It's your church. 
It's, it's, it's your church. Hallelujah. So whatever grace is upon the church, it's also upon your life. Hallelujah. So feel proud about your church. So I will, that's why I encourage all of you to try and go to the MTL camp, Mountain of the Lord Convention in November. What's the date? Is it October or November? November. MTL is November. Check for me quickly, quickly, quickly. I need that date. I need to please check me. November, okay? It's, huh? November 7th to November 10th, MTL convention. Yes, it's November. Okay? Try and buy a ticket. The tickets are cheap. You go to Accra, Ghana. You go to Mampom. You have, it's, like, it's like Disney World. It's a Christian Disney World. That's how your church is like. Fantastic. The anointing, the presence, the power of God. And the church is built on a mountain. So it's very cool. So there are no mosquitoes. In fact, in the evening, you have to wear a cardigan. That's how cool it is. It's like you are, you are in Europe, in Africa. No mosquitoes. So I encourage all of you. Hallelujah. Amen. MTL camp. Amen. Are you here with me? Wonderful. Amen. Now, no, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. You'll receive an anointing. See, anointing is real. An anointing comes by us. There's a certain association that brings an anointing. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. So, it, 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 the anointing is real. You will be anointed. I say you will be anointed. And the anointing will break the yoke. All right. John 14, 12. Let's learn a verse. Whoa. Ve- let's read. One, two, go. Ve- John 14, 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do, because I go unto my Father. John 14, 12. Again, but let's break it down. The first passage says, Very rarely I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do. What he's doing is to believe in the person. Hallelujah. He said, he, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works. So, so, first of all, it's the works. Before you move to greater works. But here you are, you want to do greater works. But you have not even believed in the person. It doesn't work. Basic. You must believe. That is why people say, and he went to his home, hometown. And there he could do no miracle, no mighty works. Because the people don't believe in him. Hallelujah. If you want to do anything that somebody is doing, you must first believe in the person. So it means that you cannot criticize and comment and expect to do greater works. Hallelujah. It's a very good verse. See, no jokes aside, I'm dead serious. Very, very, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm very, I'm no jokes aside. All jokes aside, I'm dead serious that he that believeth in me, that's, what, that's the first step. The works. So, as you see me doing the works and you admire, your first thing must be to believe in me. And when you believe that, then you can get to the works. Then after you do the works, because I go to the Father, I will give you the supernatural power to do something even greater. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, as you admire pastor, bishop, reverend, the first point is belief. Hallelujah. So the believing part is very important. I mean, do you understand? 
You must believe the person. Hallelujah. And by believe, I mean believe as belief. Not the hypocritical one. These people say good things with my, uh, God said that you worship me with your mouth, but your heart is far away. See, that's not belief. That's hypocrisy. Belief is not just saying good things about the person who are in your heart. You don't. Believe is belief. Tell your neighbor, believe is belief. Yeah, exactly. Amen. So, this September is, September is loyalty and commitment month. Are you hearing me? September is loyalty and commitment month. Amen. Lighthouse Chapel. Hallelujah. KFC. Amen. And I hear last week, your pastors preach powerfully on you for loyalty. I hear all the pastors preach strongly. Yeah, pastor, you didn't preach powerfully about your loyalty. Anita preached powerfully about your loyalty. And mommy probably killed all the orangus on Tuesday. <laughs> I hear by the time mommy finished, all the orangus were dead. I said, I'll bring her to the main service. Yeah, she killed orangus. <laughs> huh? She started mine and went ahead. I heard actually she killed orangus like something. <laughs> loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. Let me tell you something. It is important. Hallelujah. Oh, loyalty. Look, I will give you. I'm, so I'm going to continue on loyalty and disloyalty. Hallelujah. So that by the time we'll be done, all the orangus are dead. Chained. We are chaining orangus. If you, for those who, what's how many of you don't know orangus? You have not heard the term orangu before. I'll explain to you. You have not heard of the term orangu before. You, have, you, don't, you haven't heard of the term. Rachel, okay. Please lift up your hand so I can explain to you. You see, okay. In la- I wish I brought the picture. Ah, what is the picture? Do you have the picture at Anakazo? The chain orangu? Give it to you if you can show it on the screen. Okay. In every church, there are terminations. Do you understand? You know, when you read, when you read the, the, the book of Revelation, you say, and I saw a beast coming out of the seas, which was the spirit of disloyalty. Aha. Uh-huh. Can they show it on the screen? Brian, do you have the technology to show it on the screen? Pastor Edwin is bringing it to you. Okay. So, um, that's what the Bible says in Revelation. I saw a beast. Do you understand? A beast is an unpleasant situation. A rebel. Something that comes to attack you. Do you understand? And uh, in Lighthouse, in Lighthouse, when the church started, somebody, uh, we had a, when the church started, somebody rebelled and said, look, I'm bringing a beast to come and shake you to bishop. I'm bringing an orangu, orangutan. You know an orangutan? Do you know of an orangutan? Richard, do you know the animal orangutan? Oh, there's an animal called an orangutan. It's like a it's like a gorilla, huh? It's like a, it's a monkey family. We showed. So, so in, 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 in Lighthouse, when we say an orangutan, it means a beastly situation. People who are beastly, people who, who trouble the system, people who disturb the church. You understand? So, we, we, so we, we shorten it to orangu. We shorten it to an orangu. So when we say an orangutan, orangu, it means the short form of orangu. So, if you go to Anakazo, our new, the, you should go there. There's a statue. This is the statue. Where the orangutan has been chained. <laughs> we are bad orangutan. 
So the orangutan, it's a very, actually it's a very nice statue. Very nice when you look at it. So this place is called Orangu Junction. Orangutan Junction. So, by the time loyalty and disloyalty is done, every orangutan will be changed. <laughs> Amen. We are changing orangutans. Hallelujah. Uh, this is a good picture. Orangutan. So this is the, this is at the campus, the main, and, um, where we are now. It's a nice orangutan that has been changed. And loyalty, and may every orangutan be changed in your life. I said, may every orangutan be changed in your life. Anybody who is beastly, who is trying to trouble you, may he be chained. I say, may he be chained. We bind orangutans. Hallelujah. So, go back. So, I am teaching you about loyalty and disloyalty. Amen. And listen to me. I'm going to give you four pillars. Okay, I'm going to give you four pillars or the foundation as I move into it. Hallelujah. Four pillars, and I want everybody to write down this four pillars. Okay, because everything stands on. If you, if you get a table on four legs, it's solid. Okay, if you get a table on four legs, it's solid. If one, if one leg breaks, it looks a bit shaky. Two breaks, it cannot stand. Do you understand, Jessica? For the table to be solid, all the four legs must be solid. Okay, so I'm giving you four pillars or four legs about learning this loyalty. The first leg or the first pillar is that loyalty is the spirit of Christ and the Holy Spirit. Anybody who exhibits loyalty is exhibiting the spirit of Christ and the spirit of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. And what verse is that? John chapter 16, verse 13. What's going on? Okay. John 16, 13, quickly. John 16, 13. Please, be quick. Eh? He said that, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth, who is he talking about? I said, who is he talking about? He said, how be it, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Semicolon. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that he shall speak, and he will show. He shall, the, say, the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself, but whatever he hears, that's what he tell you. Amen. And what do you call somebody who does not do things on his own, but he does what he's commanded to do? Thank you. Somebody who does not do on his own, but he does what he's told to do. How do you call that person? I said, how do you call that person? Lawyer. Is that person lawyer or not lawyer? Is that person lawyer or not lawyer? I like, listen, is he lawyer or not lawyer? Because he does what he is told to do. So the Holy Spirit is a spirit of loyalty. He said, even me, I won't say anything on my own. I will only tell you what the Father has told me. Hallelujah. So when, so when you follow the Holy Spirit, it means, or when you have the Holy Spirit in you, you will do what you have been told to do. Follow instruction. He said, I don't come with my own ideas. Hallelujah. Loyalty. Jesus Christ, was he loyal or not, not loyal? 
Was he lawyer or not lawyer? I said, was he lawyer or not lawyer? John 12, 49. For I have, Jesus Christ is speaking, for I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. He said, I didn't come with my own ideas. But the Father who sent me. So you see, I'm trying to show you that both the Holy Spirit and Christ exhibited the spirit of loyalty. There is, they came not to, they did not come and share their own ideas. Later when I teach you about loyalty, you understand. He said, no, I didn't come on my own. I have no ideas of my own. Everything I'm telling you, I've been told to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you tell this child, if, if, if I say, if I say, uh, sit here, and I come and you are sitting here, what? Then I can say that you are loyal, isn't it? But if I say sit here, and when I come, you are standing at the back, then we will describe you as what? We will describe you as what? An orang, disloyal. Hallelujah. And Jesus is saying that, look, anything I do, the father, I, didn't, I don't do anything on my own. I'm preaching to you. I say, I'm preaching to you. Hallelujah. It means that if I, say, if I say, go and do this in this person's house, and you go and do exactly what I told you, then you are loyal. But when you go and you change it and you do what you want to do, your own version. Hallelujah. So the first pillar is that Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit are loyal. Okay? So it means that if you follow Christ, you will be loyal. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me, church? Then the second pillar is obvious. The second pillar is that Satan is the father of disloyalty. Satan is the father of disloyalty. Or Satan is disloyal. Hallelujah. It means when you are, it means when you follow Christ, you will be loyal. If you follow the devil, you will be disloyal. Or when you are loyal, you are following Christ. When you are disloyal, you are following Satan. Yeah. Not to worry about it. Reverend, give me a verse. Isaiah 14. Verse 12. Isaiah 14, verse 12 to 15. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? Verse 13. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend unto heaven. I will, look at the word, I will ascend unto heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the house of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet, you see, look at it carefully. God the Father, 
God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In the beginning was nothing created. They created everything, including you, Lucifer. Including you, Lucifer. Do you understand what I'm saying? You, you, you Lucifer, you were created. So, and God gave them a job. Gabriel, the, the, the angels, the three archangels, it was Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. They were the three archangels. Senior angels. And Michael was given a job, fight. He was the archangel of fight. Gabriel, messenger of good news. He was supposed to bring back and forth. He's a spokesman, like spokesman. And Lucifer was given a job of worship. Are you hearing me? And Michael kept to his job. Gabriel kept to his job. But Lucifer said, I. You see, the words, I, 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 independent. I means independent. We means we are together. I, you see, we are doing this. It means we are dependent. I, independent. We, together. I, his words were I, 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 independent. I don't belong to the group. I do my own. I don't follow instructions. I, 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 I. I don't follow instructions. I do my own. Independent. I. So, the spirit of disloyalty or rebellion is Satan. I'm preaching to you. I'm giving you the foundation. Anytime you have the tendency to disobey or to rebel, you are representing the devil. Hallelujah. I am my own. I don't take instructions from you. I know what I'm doing. You can't talk to me that way. I'm grown up. I'm old enough to be your child. You can't instruct me. I. 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 I will ascend. I'll be like the most high. No, you won't. Thank you. That's why verse 16 said that you yet that shall be brought down to the hell. See, what is the that, that's not it's not part of the pillars, but the end of all destroyer people is Satan down. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me, church? Friends, are you hearing me? That's what it is. That, is that, that's, that, see, that's just a bonus. It's not part of the place. But all loyal people ascend. All destroyer people go down. Because Jesus Christ, the Bible said that he was given a name above every name. Okay? And Satan was cut down. Because disloyalty takes you down. Loyalty takes you up. It's, 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 it's not part of a play, but it's, 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 I'm just giving the end. Loyalty. You see, and this message of loyalty and disloyalty, I wish there are more businessmen here. You must, if you run a business or a company, you must understand it very well. I'll talk about it more in the second service because I met some guy in Ghana, I'll tell you. Loyalty and disloyalty. It is a message you must even apply to your marriage, your home, and your business. So relevant, you have no idea. You have no idea. Hallelujah. So that's pillar number two. That's what I'm giving for a place, right? Okay, pillar number three is that. Pillar, what's pillar number? Pillar number three is that loyalty is a requirement for stewardship. Loyalty is, write all these pillars down when I'm serious. Loyalty is a requirement for stewardship. Or leadership. Loyalty is a requirement for lead, for stewardship. 
First Corinthians 4 2. Everything I'm sure is in the Bible. It's not my own ideas. First Corinthians 4 2. Moreover, it is what? It is what? Required in stewards that a man be found what? A man be found what? A man be found what? Steward. It is a requirement for stewardship. Uh, my daughter, give me the, this one in NIV. If you have NIV, to be good. NIV. Now, now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove what? Those who have been given a trust must prove what? Those who have been given a trust must prove what? Amplify. Give me the amplified version. I like the job you are doing at the back. Very good. Moreover, it is essentially, it's a necessity, essentially required of stewards that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust. Proving himself worthy of trust. Hallelujah. So the third point is, loyalty is a requirement for steward. Steward or somebody in charge. It means that, listen to me carefully, this third point. It is essentially required of steward that a man should be found faithful, proving himself worthy of trust. It is required that a man be found faithful, proving himself. It means that, it means that for you to be given uh, any position, any title, any leadership role, it is required. It is essentially required that you prove that you are faithful. Amen. I'm preaching to you. Are you hearing me? So, so see, I'm preaching. You can apply it in every area of life. It means that even if you have a company or a business, before you appoint somebody as your assistant, your, your, your treasurer, make sure that the person proves to you that he's faithful. Don't, don't put the person there based on talent. That's your mistake. Don't put the person there because of skill. That's your mistake. Because if the person may be talented and skillful, but if he's not faithful, he will do you down. It is a requirement. I say what? I say it is what? I say it is what? It is what? So it means that it, it means that even in this church, I'm just let me let's look at church as an example. If anytime I give you anybody a position, whether you are I say if I say lead the choir, you see that's a student, lead the choir, it means you are required to be faithful. Amen. If I say lead the technical team, it means what? You are required to be what? If I say lead the children, what does it mean? Are you hearing me? If I say dance, even in the church, you are required to be what? If I say you are a pastor, it is required to be what? You have to prove yourself worthy. You have to. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? I'm preaching, I'm not preaching to you. Yeah. Thank you, Serena. Are you encouraging me? It, look, let me tell you something. It means that so long as I give you what, a trust, because when you are given a job to do, it means a trust has been given to you. And 
the essential requirement, look, it is required. You see, when you go to school, depending on the subject that you are doing, there are something that is called core subjects. They are essential. You cannot pass, you cannot become a nurse if you don't pass anatomy. Isn't that what it is? Don't you have to do anatomy? Huh? Don't you have to, least you have to, right? It means that anatomy is essential. It is a requirement. What is this a requirement for nursing? You tell me, I don't know. Huh? Nursing assessment. You have to, it's a, you have to pass it. What is this a requirement? Pharmacology. It means that, it means that you can fail Spanish and still become a nurse. But you cannot fail pharmacology and become a nurse. You can fail Spanish. It doesn't mean anything. It's a requirement. It's a course. Very good. Another thing is a course subject. You cannot I mean, what do you say? You cannot uh, do a, become a pre-med student. Carol, I'm speaking to you. You cannot become a pre-med without passing for, uh, organic chemistry, isn't it? Huh? Is it, is, is it? Huh? Organic chemistry. Did you like it? You liked it. You're one of the few. Most people don't like it. Most people don't like it. But whether you like it or not, if you want to be in the class, you must learn to pass it. It's a requirement. Isn't that a, is that a requirement? Huh? Yeah. So you can say, oh, as for me, I don't like organic chemistry. I don't like organic chemistry. I, 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 I hate organic chemistry. Organic, organic chemistry is not my thing. No, no, no. no. I, I, don't, I don't like organic chemistry. I, 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 I like history of North America. Then, then please go and become a sociologist. Don't try to become a... <laughs> If you like, oh, I enjoy history of America, then please go and then go and do uh, uh, this thing. sociology. But if you want to become a pre-med student, you have to. It is a requirement. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? You see, the way that is essential, required, you have to. It's a must. I remember when I started medical school. In the first year, there was something called there is among all the things that you do, you must pass Afro uh, Afrostats, African studies. That's what it was called. It was a requirement. Oh, Elaine, was it was a requirement? Yeah. What did you do for Afrostat? Huh? What did you do? You studied ever? Yeah, ever language. You did ever too? Yeah. You must choose a language and pass. A Ghanaian language before you, before you can move to the second year. And here I was, zero languages. <laughs> so somebody told me that look, there is this guy, he likes medical students. So he, um, all the medical students who do, if you go and see him, and he teaches Dagbani. Dagbani. And the person told me that, look, among all the languages, Dagbani is the easiest to pass. I said, really? He said, yes. I want to say that guy, I will do Dagbani. I, I, <laughs> I have 
no idea what it is. But I have to get through. It was a requirement. So the guy would list all the Dagbani. How to say one to ten in Dagbani. I am going. I am coming. I am doing this in Dagbani. I beg, what is you? I should still Dagbani. I can't remember a thing. It was, <laughs> it was a requirement. It was a core subject. Because we had people, we had classmates who can, can, can go to medical school and finish final year, but they will not give you a certificate. You have to come back. You see here. You can graduate as a doctor. You know, you can do surgery, you can do medicine, but you have to come back and pack and pass the African study. Whether that is gone, a quapimtri, that bunny, you have to come and pass that thing. Otherwise, they will not give you a certificate as a doctor. It's a, for instance, it was a powerful requirement. So I, 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 I imagine, I remember the night of the Dagbani exam. I, I told the guy, you see, because it was a requirement, I did everything. So I went around to the other medical students to look for past questions because I didn't want to waste my day. They give me the past questions. What are the questions that they ask? So they will ask one to ten. They will ask about going to the market, going to buy fish, construct sentence. So I learned it. How to say one to ten in Dagbani. How to buy fish in Dagbani. How to go to, how to uh, greet somebody in, in Dagbani. I just chewed it for the night before. Memorize it, memorize it. Mem- the next day, look, I didn't even talk. <laughs> because if I talk, it may leak out. <laughs> So just, I mean, straight to the exam room. Question one. When they think by the mark, no, pass, I say, hey, I'm through that money. Yeah. African studies. No, you know, it's one of the most painful things. I knew people who finish as doctors, but they will not give you a certificate. You have to go back six years to go and do the African study that you didn't pass. It's a, it's a requirement. So when you say something is essential, it means that you need that quality. Without that quality, you cannot be a steward. I say without loyalty, you cannot be what? Without loyalty, you cannot be what? Because it's an essential requirement. It's the same thing. I was saying on Tuesday, if you, if you take your car for inspection, when you take your car to the DMV, some things are essential. If you take your car to the DMV, some things are essential. Break light. Don't fail you. What? Emissions. Don't fail you. What? Your tires. Don't fail you. Mirrors. Don't fail you. Tail lights. Don't fail you. But they will not fail you for the sound system. The sound system in your car is not a requirement. Whether you have a Bose or a Banga, it does not matter. They don't test it. They don't care about air condition. Because it is not a requirement. Are you hearing me? Do you know why? Because the, whether you have a sound system 
in your car or not, you are not dangerous on the road. Nobody's going to die because your, the music in your car is not playing. But somebody's going to die if your tires are not working. If your brakes are not working. If your lights don't come on. So they assess for essential things. You have to be roadworthy. It is essential requirement. Is somebody hearing me? I said, are you hearing me? So it means that you cannot be trusted. You should not be, cannot be given anything. An usher, a pastor, a reverend, a, 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 a choir leader, without first of all proving that you are loyal. God is the one who told us that. Because one of the most dangerous things to do is to surround yourself with disloyal people. Very dangerous. That is why, in the end, the reward is well done. Thou good and faithful, or thou good and loyal servant. That is the key. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you hearing me, my, my daughter? So, look, anything that you do, if you want the thing to work, trust it to loyal people. Are you hearing me? In your business. Even in your marriage. For your marriage to work, your wife must be loyal to you. Oh yeah, she has to be loyal. She has to be trustworthy. You cannot marry a woman that when you go, when you leave for work, you, you, cannot, you are not sure what she's doing. You are not sure. You are not sure what she's doing. She has her own opinion about everything. <laughs> she has her own opinion. Everything. She has her opinion. When, when the Holy Spirit said that, she will not speak of himself, but whatever he shall hear. But this is your wife. She has, you say, let's go north, I'll go south. Let's go east, I'll go with her own opinion. Are you getting blessed? May God give you loyal people. I say, may God surround you with loyal people. All right. So that's pillar number three, right? Is that pillar number three? Also, pillar number four. So I was giving you four pillars. Then pillar number four. Four legs to stand on, okay? Pillar number four. You see? Which is, anytime you hear the message of loyalty and disloyalty, apply it to yourself first. Okay? I said, apply to yourself what? I said, apply to yourself what? I said, apply to yourself what? Yeah. Stop when you hear about loyalty and then you, th- you, then you are thinking of somebody. Oh, this person is actually disloyal. No, I'm talking about you. <laughs> are you hearing me? Yeah. Apply to yourself first. You apply to yourself first and, and get rid of yourself of disloyal elements first before you think of somebody. And I'll talk about it more in the second half of the service, God willing. Hallelujah. And what is the verse? Second Corinthians 13 5. 2 Corinthians 13 5. Fast, fast, fast. Examine yourself whether you be in the faith. Prove your own self. Examine yourself. Prove your own self. So when the message of, as I'll be teaching about stages of disloyalty, every stage that I read, you check yourself first. Am I here? 
You check yourself first. And then if you are there, you get rid of it quickly. I hear. So don't think of somebody else. It's you. Apply the message to yourself first. Okay? Make sure that you are, you are in the faith. That this, you had this problem, I've gotten rid of it. Because it, it's essential. It is for your own benefit. Hallelujah. That is why it is also the greatest error and the greatest sin. That when somebody is preaching under the unction of the Holy Ghost, you will sit there and you say, that it is because of me that he's saying that. It's one of the... Look, the Bible says, every sin, every sin shall be forgiven by the sin against the Holy Spirit. If anytime a man of God who is anointed is preaching, he's preaching under the unction of the Holy Spirit. So don't criticize the Holy Spirit and say, it's because of me. They are talking about me. I'm the, it's because of me that he's saying that. Because of my story. Because of what I told Lady Pastor. I'm sure Lady Pastor told him. That's why he's saying that. No. Don't ever make that mistake. So one time, we had a camp. Bishop had a camp. Then after Bishop preached powerfully, some guy told, some, some another person told uh, Lady Pastor Louisa that I am sure this is not Bishop is saying because of me that he's saying that. Then Louisa told the person, hey, hold on. Do you think that you are that important <laughs> for him to buy a ticket? <laughs> There's a, buy a ticket from Ghana. Come with all the team. Come and book at these expensive places just to talk about you. <laughs> he told the person, like, you must have an, a, a bloated importance of who you are. How dare you think that he will come all the way because of you to talk about you? Please, give me a break. That's what you told the person. He said, you, you must have a bloated uh, self-importance or opinion about yourself. A bloated opinion that it is because of you that he has come to preach this message. You. Please. Let's be serious. Yeah. Rather, if the message is affecting you, then refer to Hebrews. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing to asunder the soul and the spirit. So it is a sharper thing that is trying to pierce you. So take it and re- remove the impurities and not have the attitude that they are talking about me. Who do you think you are? Give me a break. I'm preaching. Who do you think you are? You have a bloated opinion about yourself. Well, you have nothing to prove it. Rather, rather, take it as a two-edged sword. Show me that verse. The Hebrews 4.12. Yeah. That's what it is. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit. So, the word is sharp. So, it is dissecting you. So, so rather, take it that I am being dissected, I am being cleansed, so that I can pure. Instead of taking it the wrong way that they are talking about me, who do you think you are? Anyway, that's what Lisa told the person that you mean he bishop bought the ticket all the way from Accra to come and talk about you seriously. <laughs> hallelujah! I said, Hallelujah! I said, Hallelujah! Are you here with me? 
So what are the four pillars? Pillar number one is what? Okay. Please, the four pillars. I want to, number one is what? Loyalty is the spirit of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Number two is what? Satan is the father of this loyalty. Very good. Number, then number three is what? Loyalty is what? Very good. And what is the fourth pillar? Whenever you hear the message of loyalty, apply to yourself first. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Wonderful. So, for the few minutes left, so I've given you the four pillars. Okay? I've given you the four pillars. Alright? So for the few minutes left, I'm going to talk about why loyalty. Why you must be loyal. Why? Why, why, why? Is there a reason why you must be loyal? Amen. And the first reason is what I gave you. It is a requirement. Okay? It's a, the principal qualification of every minister. Yeah. Principal, it's a requirement. That's the first reason I gave you. It is a requirement. It means that for anybody to appoint you or give you anything to do, you must prove loyal. Hallelujah. Because without proving yourself loyal, you don't deserve the position. Hallelujah. And you are not wiser than God. See, a lot of us make the mistake of choosing people based on their gift or their talent or their age or their height, a whole lot of reasons, their structure, their look. But let me tell you something. What you need is loyalty. Hallelujah. Steve, do you understand what I'm saying? Whatever you're doing in life, you need business, you need loyal people around you. It doesn't matter how, how much computer the person knows. If he's not loyal, yeah, loyal. You run a business, you are here and you are running a business in Ghana. You are here and you are running a business in Ghana. Make sure that you have loyal people there. Somebody was telling you, see, I'm telling you, why loyalty? Trustworthy. Look for loyal people. Somebody was telling me, he had a pharmacy shop. He was running a pharmacy shop. He had, he, had put, he had put somebody there who was running the shop for him. And every day he would go there. The medications that he bought are still, no, they are still on the shelf. The medication is not sold. The towel is still on the shelf. The motrin is still on the shelf. So you go and do an inventory. You bought 30 motrin. Uh, you have 28, so only two has been sold for the whole month. Seriously. Well, you see people coming in and out. So it's a true story I'm telling you. Until she found out, you know what the person was doing? The person was running the shop, sells the medication, and then goes and buys some, uh, some to come and replace what she has sold. Do, do you get it? So she's selling the medicine. She's selling the one on the store. Take the profit. And then use the, 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 the cost price to go and buy. To replace what, what, the ones that he has sold. So literally, he is running his own pharmacy shop in your building. 
some drugs and labeled them. And the guy didn't know. So when he came, he was like, this is a town hall still here. He took it. And he, had, he took pictures of it. He said, look, I have pictures of what I put on the shelf. When he changed the guy, he began to make ten times. So all this while the power has been. And the guy said, a trained pharmacist. So it's not about the skill. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I met another guy. He's an American. He came to set up, I'm trying to, he came to set, he set up a chiropractic school in Ghana, a deal school in Ghana. An American. Yeah. Not knowing that the front desk people were killing him. So, somehow, he got another employee and he began to see the money that he's making. And then he asked the person, the lady, the, the main person, the person who had go to Lighthouse. See, we're different. It's okay because my bishop talk about loyalty and disloyalty. So this American, now he has come to buy our book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. It's a requirement for order. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who you are employed, you, he'll take you through loyalty. It's a requirement for you. Human resources. No, I'm, I'm serious. I, I can give you more examples. Because, I mean, I move in certain circles, so I have an idea. I'm preaching. I move in certain circles. It's here that I don't win. Ghana, I move in certain circles. We met one guy, top, top minister. I mean, security. So I asked him that, oh, he had me move from one office to another, very close to, you know, the main person. So I asked him, so how is the new position? So, no problem. He carried his old staff that he was working with to the new place. He said, the people were complaining, since you came, you have let everybody off. He said, look, what I'm doing is so sensitive. The last thing is I want is to go out and think that somebody's underdoing me. So he carried his old stuff. Even the driver, the cook, the same old people he carried along. He said, I'm bringing a new person. He, he took his own cook, the old driver, the watchman, anybody that he was at the old job, he brought them. And laid all the people who were there before that, I, don't, I can't work with you, I don't know you. I said, and then, so I asked him that why. I was talking to him recently. He said, look, the last thing he wants you to think about, what you may be doing when I'm not there. Hey, so, look, Jack. Yeah, he laid everybody off. Ah. And that guy, what he does is very, 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 he's more like, you know, this type of natural, very sensitive kid. If you lose God, the whole thing can go down. 
the stability of the nation is on his head. So he can't, he, the last thing he wants is watchman people. <laughs> no. He carried his own people. That's it. And I was so surprised. You know, I surprised. So I said, wait, wait, so we're asking him that, how do you get this idea? He said, I read your bishop's book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. <laughs> he got it from the book, Loyalty and Disloyalty. So even he, all his staff, it's an employee handbook. <laughs> yeah. And the employee handbook, loyalty and disloyalty. No, don't joke. In fact, he, he told me he has two books. He reads, the book that he reads is uh, The Art of Leadership. He said two books that he reads, Art of Leadership and the Lord of the he, He's not a pastor. He's a politician. Serious one. Close to, I mean, managing the whole country. He's he, he, he not a pastor. Even he has seen that this book is important. Hallelujah. So the first thing, why loyalty? Because it's, a, it's, a, it's an essential requirement. It's an essential requirement. Because, listen to me, you cannot trust, you cannot give somebody to, you see, you cannot give what is important to somebody that you cannot trust. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because people are not people. I said people are not people. I'll get to that point anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So that's why loyalty. Hey, time, my time is up. Let me give one more point and we'll continue next week. Another reason why loyalty, why loyalty is that, is to fight the faith column. Is to what? Is to what? Sarah, can you put the, the points on board for me? So, so number one, point number one is loyalty is a requirement for stewardship. And then number two is that to fight the faith column. So we all know what we are talking about. I'm going to teach you. It's to fight what? I'm sure all of you know the faith column, but some of you don't know. So let me give you the story of the faith column. You see, it's actually, I think it's a, the Trojan War. Greek, it's, it's Greek mythology or Greek history. That's the Trojan, the, the, the Trojan horse. That was the faith column. If you read, I think that's, that's where the thing came from. There was this king who had a very strong fortress. Literally, nobody can penetrate. Okay? That's the Trojan War. So, somebody wanted to come and invade. And they were wondering, how can you invade such a strong uh, fortress? And the guy said, I will do it with my fifth column. So, the question is, I can only see for battalions. So where's the fifth column? I said, they're already inside the city. He said, when you read the story, I think there was a Trojan horse. And the soldiers were exactly. The soldiers were inside the horse. Are you hearing me? So, so because they were inside the horse, in the city which was locked, inside already. So when it was time for the battle, they just come out, came out, opened the gate for the city to be invaded. Insiders. People who destroy from inside. They are inside your church. They are inside the ministry. 
They are inside the camp, but they are destroying the church from inside because the church looks very strong from outside. People from outside said, What a powerful church! QFC Manhattan, a strong church. Oh, Lighthouse, what a big church. You see, so people cannot penetrate from outside, but the insiders. Is somebody hearing me? So, the only way, so we need loyalty to kill the fifth column. Hallelujah. Because a lot of time when you are powerful and strong, you can only be destroyed from within. Are you hearing me? Very rarely can you be destroyed from outside. Very rarely. Most powerful people are destroyed from within. From within. Very rarely can you be destroyed from outside. Very rarely. Because outside they fear you. You look very powerful. But inside... Fifth column. That is why we have to have a culture of loyalty. Such that things like talking, criticizing, is killed. Because if we don't kill it, that is what will destroy from inside. Yeah. Yeah. Am I preaching to you? You need loyalty to fight the fifth column. And the fifth column is those who are inside. Don't believe it and, and are opening the door. Because a lot of things that goes on inside your house, unless somebody from inside comes and says, the outside world doesn't know. Why do you think that Donald Trump is always distressed and troubled? Because every cabinet meeting, somebody leaks it. That's the fifth column. That's why they hide this guy. No, the guy that would hide who was better fight. Who said that? He's coming to- Anthony uh, Scalamucci. That's why they brought on the Mooch. And the Mooch, the Mooch job was to kill the fifth column. <laughs> but the Mooch himself was destroyed, so it didn't last long. <laughs> how, how, long how long was he there? Ten days. The Mooch was there for ten days. Because his mouth. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because, but, but he was brought. To deal with that thing. In fact, one of, that has been one of the ugliest hits of Donald Trump's presidency. Somehow, every cabinet meeting they have, somebody leaks it out. And they can't find the leakers. And they are still in there. I said they are still in there. The fifth column. They are still in there. In fact, it really worries him. Because you see, it's so painful to sit down and have a meeting with a group of people. And all that, the door was shut. The only thing you got, you are in a room with four walls. And by the time you go out, somebody outside knows the meeting. You see, at the point, it makes you so unsure. It's like, who amongst us? And everybody has a straight face. And everybody's going, oh, Reverend, that was powerful, really. Like, move on. Somebody else, hey, they were talking about you. How did the person here, they were talking about him? You should have been in church. Hey, everything. You you are the reverend said this. You're talking about you. It's so sad. We have even had pastors meeting. Pastors meeting. Titus in Crete. Behind closed doors. By the time we finish, another pastor told us, hey, how they insulted you today. I'm telling you. And that pastor was so, I'm telling you. That pastor was so hurt. 
that he almost left the church. A church that he has been in for a long time. Because the somebody from the fifth column thought that he was being insulted. And he almost, so, so he almost left the church. But somehow, by the grace of God, he didn't leave. He managed to be in the church. A few weeks later, he died. Can you imagine? No, seriously. And what, all of us, when we heard that he was dead, we said, if God had not saved him. Because when he died, he was still part of us. But not knowing that if he had got angry and left, and then hurt, and then died, who will even do the funeral? Who will come? But somehow, he was able to let the offense go and remain. Not knowing that that thing was a test of his forgiveness. And that, destroyer, that fifth column was a Satan. He wanted to destroy somebody. Because the person who had lived the earth with offense. Because your mouth. Because your mouth. Like Prophet Kakra will say, Fila no get like Okro mouth where they carry him. <laughs> Okro mouth. <laughs> Okro mouth. Fifth column. That's why we need loyalty. Hallelujah. Because no matter how powerful anything is, the fifth column can destroy it. Amen. So we teach about even in your house you need to kill the fifth column. In your house kill the fifth column. Because you can take a decision and somebody will lick it out of your house. Decision. Kill it. Don't don't entertain the fifth column. Because, Because a house divided among itself cannot stand why do you think that when there's something in the house and there's social workers and they come, they want to talk to the children by themselves? Because they want to extract the fifth column. That's why you have to warn your children. Hey. <laughs> because me, I know a lady who told the children, say, hey, if you open your mouth and you talk, you are the one that will take away. <laughs> Yeah. I told you what will happen. Amen. Are you getting blessed today? Yeah. Why loyalty? To fight the fifth column. To fight the fifth column. Inside. You see, and that thing is a culture. You create a culture in, in the church such that the fifth column is not allowed. Are you hearing me? Because some people, some churches, it's a lot of fifth columns. A lot of fifth columns. So they, they don't grow. They don't do well. They get destroyed. But you need to build... Eliminate the fifth column. Hallelujah. May God bless you. May God increase you. May God provide loyal people for you. May disloyal elements not have access to your life. Stand up to your feet and let's close. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's pray. I wanna be more like you, Jesus. I wanna be more like Jesus. I wanna be a vessel you were through. I wanna be more like you. 
sing it again. I want to be more. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for your time in your presence. We thank you for the spirit of loyalty. Thank you that this this loyal element will not thrive in our midst. This morning, before I close, with every head bowed and every eye closed, the Bible says, what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. If you are here and you are not born again, you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. It is appointed that the man wants to die. And after that judgment. So before, I, before we end the service, anybody here, you are not born again. You are not saved. Please, you want to give your life to Christ. There is room at the cross for you. There is room at the cross for you. At the cross Why don't you lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Young or old. Male or female. You are not born again. Today you want to give your life to Jesus. Salvation has come to your doorsteps. Receive Christ. There is always room at the cross for you. Amen. Thank you Holy Spirit. Thank you Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the spirit of salvation. For gift of salvation, I pray that each and everyone here is born again and saved in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You want to- we hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com. And visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.